Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Overreaction Monday. We have you calls at 800-919-3776. We'll continue with them. Uh, but this Adam Schefter now reporting as well as uh, Diana Rossini. Uh, had this. 7-Eleven had it first. Well, I'll just say Diana, we mentioned her, friend of the show. We love her. And um, But also this is, uh, you know, it's Adam Schefter. So once he's got it, then we know it's for real. Uh, the Jets will be moving on from Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle will start on Friday, Black Friday, at home against the Miami Dolphins. But here's the thing, though. When you make that decision, you know it's for good. It's for good. Well, Mike White wasn't for good. Bro, it's for good. Can this you dude- just – and Richmond is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. But could you just for, just tell me, Bart, why – I understand. you got to make a move to make a move. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I saw Tim Boyle come in and I went, what? like Mike White came in and you were like, wow, that looks mm-hmm. different. Tim Boyle didn't do anything that made you go well. Like at least for my pedestrian eyes, I did. I did not see all of a sudden like the ball was down the field. They were in the red zone. They were making I play. I didn't I see uh, Garrett all. Wilson suddenly unlocked. I saw What'd you see? All that I needed to see. I see dead people. <laughs> see well, this. This is what I saw. Give me a, give me a quick synopsis of, of why this is going to. This is a better move to make. First of now, all, I saw. First of all, I saw the offense. I saw. I saw the quarterback get to the line of scrimmage with like twenty seconds to go, so that when the time was running out as a defender, I know it's on the first sound because it's only two seconds left, so it can't be a hard count, right? So I saw that, right? right? I saw him throwing the ball to the high, even though Dalvin Cook didn't know he was hot. I saw the blitz come, and I thought I saw him throw it right to Dalvin Cook. That's going to change. They're going to know turn around with your hots. Right, and I also saw the ball come out on time, hit guys in the chest. Unfortunately, guys fumbled the ball and guys dropped the ball. Now it was a short sample size because of the interceptions and all those type of things. But I saw a guy that can process. It's not Zach Wilson's athleticism. It's not his inability to throw the football. What it is is Zach Zach Wilson has a processing problem. It's like he's on dial up. And we are all on 5G. <laughs> it's like it takes them so damn. We saw when Tony Romo saw like the two verticals on the inside and the yeah. third guy coming underneath. All he got to do is hit him. And the guy is going to run and it's going to be a tough um, tackle in space by the linebacker on the other side. But Zach doesn't see it. He holds on to the ball. He takes the sack. So right. I just want to see, is it right? Remember last year we were like, man, is it really LaFleur? Yeah. Or is Zach Wilson – or is it Zach Wilson? And then when – not only was it Joe Johnson, Johnson came in one year. Josh, yeah. Josh Johnson came mm. in, like, after after Mike White got hurt and threw the ball for 300 yards, man. Mm. Do you mm. know what the Jets people would do if they see a quarterback go for 300 yards? We might have to send some type of mass alert out to tell people, please don't panic, take some Tylenol or take some Excedrin so you don't have no heart attack. You're going you're gonna to – more T-shirts for the backup quarterback. Is, all right, just let, let, let's, let's get the latest from Rich Samini, uh, who joins us right now. We'll do a gang green, gang green report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Right off the plane, right from Buffalo, Rich Cimini joining us right now. Rich, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good okay. to be with you. Always good to have you. Thanks for giving us some time here. And I guess your reaction, it's Adam Schefter, uh, according to sources. I don't know if you've heard anything yet, but 
that the Jets are going to go forward with Tim Boyle. I know it's not shocking news, but still, it, it took this much to get them to finally make a change at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it, how how it's the right move. It's really the only move. I mean, how could Robert Sala stand in front of the team today and if he had to announce that Zach Wilson was going to stay at quarterback? I mean, how do you face the team with that? Uh, isn't that the definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? Uh, they had to do something. I mean, uh, is Tim Boyle going to rally the Jets into the playoff race? You know, probably not, but it's a change that had to be made. I mean, there has to be some accountability. And it, I even saw it in Zach Wilson's face. After the game last night, he accepted his demotion last night. He understood. He said when, change, you know, when things aren't going right, change has to be made. And he said, I'm not getting it done. And I, I think he was almost resigned at, at last night knowing that this was going to be his fate. Now you talk about his fate in the short term. What do we think his fate is in the long term? Because you can't sell Zach Wilson's going to develop more and it's going to be different and he's going to be the long-term answer or the replacement, you know, when Aaron Rodgers decides to hang it up potentially after next year. Um, so what does this mean or spell for his future? And is that the reason why it took so long for them to make that decision? He's done in New York, Bart. I mean, there's no two ways about it. That whole idea that he was going to succeed Aaron Rodgers, I thought was just a folly anyway. I mean, it didn't line up. I mean, it's just what have they seen out of 31 starts to think that he could be, you know, that he was going to learn, you know, all this good stuff from Aaron Rodgers and then step in in a year or two and take over and, and be a productive starting quarterback? It's like, you know, Picasso. He had a paint, but that doesn't mean I'm going to become a, you know, a classical artist. I still can't, you know, I'm a lousy artist. No, it's never going to change no matter who teaches me. So, I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. And now he's done in New York. I mean, you're, you're basically saying last year, we didn't think he was good enough to be a starter. So we went out and got Aaron Rodgers, and now he's not even good enough to be our backup quarterback. So he's done in New York. Rich, why did it take this long? Like, 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 what was it? Because Robert Sala was on the K show, and you remember this. It was a couple of weeks ago, and had to stammer when asked about the fifth why he can't make. Yeah, he had to plead the fifth. I mean, go to Bill of Rights when you're talking about a quarterback. Like, like, why did it take yeah. this long? Were they just they didn't want to give up on him? Was it something above Sala that was saying no, you can't do this yet? How much of like outside influence was in this decision to give him chance after chance after chance? Well, a couple of things. One, uh, you just touched on it a moment ago, Alan. I think the fact that they knew that this would have, you know, long-term implications, that they they were hoping to keep him as their backup next year when Robert, come, I mean, Rogers comes back. So uh, it wasn't just benching a, your ba- basic backup quarterback. It had some implications. So they knew it would be permanent when they did it. So I think that's one reason. Two, it wouldn't have shocked me shocked me at all that when Sala made that comment that maybe he was getting some pressure from the front office to keep Wilson in there, knowing how much they invested in him, second overall pick in 21. So that was an absolute factor as well. And, and thirdly, you know, Tim Boyles, you know, he's a journeyman third-string quarterback for a reason. He's only started three games in his career. Uh, and so they knew that when they went to Boyle that, there was going to be another step down probably. So for all of those reasons is why they hesitated. But there comes a point where you just you can't take it anymore and you just got to do something even for, for the sake of change. 
Now, tell me um, who's going to be supporting Tim Boyle. I mean, we've been hearing about Dwayne Brown practicing now for three weeks, right? I mean, I don't know what the injury is. We got scaffold. We see the offensive line is in flux. We see Beckton going down. We 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 don't we say it's a high angle sprain. We know that that means he's definitely out for for a short week. What type of supporting cast will Tim Boyle get? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only lineman in place is Lakin Tomlinson, a left guard, and miraculously he's he's played every game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Beckton's injury, I'm told this morning, is not uh, as serious as they originally thought yesterday. So, uh, you know, but I, I suspect he'll probably miss multiple weeks. Uh, he was seen leaving the stadium in a walking boot last night. So, I mean, they have to make a decision on Dwayne Brown by Thursday. That's when the window closes. I talked to Dwayne a couple of, you know, maybe like it was last Thursday, and he did not sound overly optimistic about his chances of coming back. It, they're calling it a hip injury, Bart, but right. it, it's actually – What is he, a German yeah, Dwayne is calling it a uh, – he's calling it – Dwayne calls it a groin injury. Ooh. So, I, mean, um, but I it, think it might be something like a sports hernia or something in yeah. that area. So it, it's I don't know if it's a hit. That's what right. they're calling it. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make it back. If not, they'll probably have to go with Carter one. I mean, well, I mean, well, damn. I mean, Aaron Rodgers going to get back from a torn Achilles before this dude get back from a groin? <laughs> I well, I mean, if it's a sports hernia, that's a serious that's a serious nah, injury. Nah, man, uh, you get you get surgery on that, man, and be back in. Come on, all right, man. We call that trying to collect a check. No, I don't think that's the case with Dwayne Brown. I mean, I think he's he's a tough guy. A guy played with a rotator cuff tear all the last year, so I give him. You know, I mean, he's a tough guy. So he's, the question, <laughs> you know, I think they made a mistake by committing to him as their left tackle this year. Uh, that's one of many mistakes Joe Douglas made, personnel-wise, going with a 38-year-old tackle who was coming off a rotator cuff surgery and who admitted, by the way, that he rushed back and got himself hurt again early in the season forcing them to create all these different offensive line changes. As Rich Samini is joining us right now on the show, and if you're just joining us, uh, the news that also Samini has confirmed that Adam Schefter also had a source saying it's that Tim Boyle now will be the Jets' starting quarterback. And as Rich told us at the very beginning of the conversation about Zach Wilson, he's done in New York. And so what we know, or at least – the expectation is whether it's later this year, which doesn't make sense now, or next year. Aaron Rodgers is the still the starting quarterback of this team, but that's a short term thing, right? But what yeah. this year has suddenly turned into, it feels like to me. And again, you're you're there covering on a daily basis, so tell me if if, if I'm right or wrong on this. A lot of Aaron's influence has impacted decisions made with this team, with this roster, and even the coaching staff. So, like, if you're looking at Nathaniel Hackett and you're looking at this offense and how it has struggled mightily, it's they're never going to make a change there because of Aaron Rodgers. There's some players like Alan Lazard on the team. It feels like because of Aaron Rodgers. You just talked about like you know, Dwayne Brown, the decision they make a left tackle. You had a an older quarterback, and that's what you went with at left tackle. Like, it just feels like I'm not going to say held hostage because you when you make the commitment to Aaron Rodgers it's everything this is the life you chose right it all comes together you understand what you sign up for but how much of his influence and then the fact that he's not able to perform has impacted this turning into a lost season right they bought Rodgers stock 
they bought a lot of Rogers stock, and you know it hasn't worked out this year with all those uh, personnel decisions. I mean, Randall Cobb paying him three million dollars to be a healthy scratch every week. Um, Lazard, Billy Turner, uh, Hackett. I mean, all these decisions uh, were Rogers-related decisions, and it just hasn't worked out this year. And you know, look, I mean, I, I thought it was a really good move to go and trade for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets went all in, and it still might work out. You know, next year right. he's going to come back healthy, presumably, and it still might it still might work out. A lot of those guys won't be back that we just mentioned. Well, that's what I want to ask you. The, you know, the the Bucks did, did the same thing with Tom Brady. You know, they went all in and brought in some guys and did everything for Brady, and it worked out for them. Right. It's the blueprint that they did in Tampa, and it worked out. But Brady stayed healthy, whereas he, and they also drafted, by the way, Tristan Wirfs. That also worked out. But here, right. you know, he gets hurt four plays in, which is so Jets. But And you're right. It still could pay off, which is why, like I said, this is the life you chose. You have to see this through. But I was just curious if – because you know how fans are and, and even some media that's on the outside. As you look at it, you think – why don't they look Buffalo fired their offensive coordinator? Why don't the Jets just move on from Hackett? Maybe Sean Payton was right. Maybe he just is a nice guy, but he's not a great coach who can organize a team. Maybe he needs a great player like Aaron Rodgers for his system to to succeed, and he can't make adjustments. He's failing Zach Wills. There's so many things that you're asking about. Why is Lazard still playing? If if you know he's a part of the problem, has to catch it with his body, takes bad penalties, all those things. And I keep going back to because they probably know they can't. You can't fire Nathaniel Hackett. You can't just quickly bench Zach Wilson. You can't go out and trade for a Josh Dobbs or, or some other higher-end backup quarterback who could have started and maybe had more success. All of this because Aaron Rodgers is still the, your starting quarterback and is going to take over at some point. So that's kind of what I was asking is how much of all these things that, that went wrong and then weren't done this year because of all that stuff that hangs over the franchise? Is it really that much to say? Like, is it fair to say that, or am I? Is it too much of a reach? No, no it's that's fair. I mean, all of those moves were made because of Aaron Rodgers. They they wanted to make him as comfortable as possible when he got here, so they brought in some familiar faces with him. Uh, they hired Hackett, which predated the, the trade, but they knew at that point they were going to yeah. be going after Aaron Rodgers. So, and the reason Rodgers is here is because of Hackett. So. They, like I said, they bought Rogers stock, you know, and they, yeah. they spent everything they had this year on Rogers stock. And, uh, you know, the, the stock crashed this year. It just plummeted. And, you know, fortunately for the Jets, you know, presumably the guy's going to come back healthy next year. He'll have a different supporting cast, I would think. Now, the Hackett thing is interesting. They moved him upstairs yesterday, and he sat next to Todd Downing in the booth. Uh, normally you would take, you would switch spots and have like Downing go down and be with Zach Wilson because he's basically the quarterback coach, but they had both guys next to each other. And I just wonder if maybe there was more of a collaborative effort play calling that was going on there that they were letting on. But I found that arrangement to be interesting, but you're right. They're not going to fire Hackett because, because of his relationship with, with Rogers. Uh, Is it possible that the move to Tim Boyle is just proved to the fans and the brass that is more Zach Wilson and it's not the play calling, it's not the plays that's being called, but it's the person behind center? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that might be – I don't think the Jets are looking to prove anything to the fans. I think right now Robert Sala needs to be concerned with his locker room because, uh, look, look, they're not going to the playoffs. They're four and six. They're not making it. Uh, that's not a newsflash. But what they can accomplish, they got to try to keep this team together. 
and if they kept riding with Zach Wilson, there was just going to be there was just going to be a split in the locker yeah. room, and that's the one thing that Robert Sala cannot afford at this point. That's what that was where I was going to go off of what Bart said. You, you you've met it's the second time that you've brought up the idea of the locker room and that Sala can't look at his players and say Zach's our guy, and one, somebody who is our guy, as you know, each week is Garrett Wilson. He's on with us each week. And he's always been very honest with his assessment of himself and also the team and everything else. And this is now two weeks in a row where he's he's lost the football, where he's getting lost in the offense and the frustration, which you can't blame him, is starting to show. And I feel like that's that, that would be my greater concern. Here's a guy that's one of my most talented offensive players, and I'm losing him. And I think that's got to be a big part of this too. I mean, can uh, do you see that with Garrett or yourself? Like, do you see it? Like, w- this guy went from being one of the top w- young wide receivers in the game to somebody who hasn't had an impact on the game in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and he's trying too hard now. You saw the fumbles, trying to make a play after you know, just trying to do something extra at a drop. Yeah, I I was right next to Jar- uh, Garrett last night after the game, and to me. It wasn't so much frustration because I've seen him frustrated after games. This was just pure dejection. I mean, he was so down that I could barely hear him talking, and I was right next to him. And it was—I've uh, never seen him that down after a loss. And I, I think—I uh, don't know. I mean, he's a good player. Brees Hall's a good player. They have some pieces. And uh, the one thing that Tim Boyle said after the game last night, which I thought was interesting, someone asked him about what do you think your best attribute is, and he said, I get rid of the ball quickly. You know, I could get rid of the ball and know where I'm going. And that's what the Jets need. That's what Zach Wilson wasn't doing. I don't think Boyle meant that as a shot at Wilson, but he does know this offense. He's been in this offense before. So Mm -hmm. if they can have a quarterback who can at least get rid of the ball quickly and get it to the right guy, maybe they have half a chance. Yeah, if they can match Tommy DeVito, you know what I'm saying? Just moving the ball <laughs> a bit efficient. You know what I mean, with that defense, oh, be honest, it, it should give them a legitimate chance to at least be in every ball game. It, it may come down to one possession if they can either stop a team or either, you know, beat a team. If if not, we're going to start looking at draft watch pretty soon. If 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 these losses, you know, start to stack up, we're going to start hoping that we lose as a fan base. You never want a team to be there. Um, you saw the Giants fight that yesterday. Yeah, but Rich, well, I think the Jets are already up to eleventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are 11th, actually eleventh in the draft order. Which means, you know what? There, there will be a quarterback there at eleven, and that that would make a real interesting conversation. But, but speaking of fight, uh, you were one of several reporters who were witness to what happened in the tunnel, walking off the field uh, right after the game. And there were some things said also about the Jets after the game, about them being disrespectful and everything else. What, what do you make of all that? Now, the Bills obviously were out for blood after what happened on opening opening night, uh, Monday night in the, in the season opener. But th- this game did get chippy, but then after the game really got nasty. What do you make of uh, what's going on between the Bills and the Jets here? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a, a Michael Clemens, Deion Dawkins beef that happened during the game and then it just sort of spilled into the tunnel. And as Bart knows, it might be the only stadium in the league where you, both teams are going down the same tunnel mm-hmm. to get to their locker room. I'm surprised there's not more, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, like scuffles and skirmishes after games. But, yeah, we were standing about, a, I don't know, it was pretty far. It was like 100 feet away, but it was really loud. 
And uh, as I'm sure everyone saw the video, it was clearly Clemens and Dawkins had to be separated, and then Dawkins said some stuff afterwards about the Jets being disrespectful. Just just some jawing and bad blood between two division rivals, and I'm sure that first game stuck in the Bills' craw, and the fact that you know some comments were made after the game and late, you know, afterwards, and. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty heated. Clemens didn't want to comment afterwards. He, he saw reporters and he left the locker room. So, yeah, it's uh, just an emotional thing. And there were no punches thrown or anything like that, but it was just – Yeah, that's disappointing uh, in it, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it was just – staffers for both teams separated those guys pretty quickly. But it, it was heated in that moment for sure. Well, you should know, Bart, that Rich was standing far away, but – tried to get it on video on his phone, and there was a security guard standing in front of him that then put his hand up to try to block Rich's phone from videoing the incident. Rich and you, can, you can hear Rich audibly saying, put your hand down, like letting the kid know. It was a young young guy. He's like, I'm security. I thought it was a ball boy. <laughs> you know, I thought it was a ball boy, actually. He said he was security. Uh, there were other reporters who were right nearby who were doing the same thing, you know, filming on their cell phone and getting upset with, you know, instead of uh, asking us nicely, he just started started waving his hand in front of our cameras. Uh, so it was just a funny, funny moment, uh, but not for not for the Jets, but, you know, it was just one of those odd tunnel moments, let's call it that. Did you think when you started your career way back when, that one day you'd be standing holding up a phone to I got a record something you're watching and then having somebody actually try to block you from recording it. When you think about way back in the day, all you'd be doing is jotting every note you could possibly get of everything you saw. Now you're recording. Now you become a videographer. This is your this is your I game. know. This is what this is what the new the new world is. You gotta be <laughs> quick on your phone. I wasn't quick enough. I missed the beginning part. Um, and yeah, it happened to me once or twice. It happened to me in uh, Baltimore once before a jet game. I was filming arrivals, and the security guard didn't like. Uh, I mean, what's more benign than filming yes. player arrivals? You know, <laughs> and then uh, a guy got real nasty. So it's not the first time it's happened, but uh, this is the world we live in now. Everything's video. You gotta get the Google glasses that got the camera and the glasses, so you just tap tap a button, and you just look at it, and you cool. <laughs> Trust me, that's coming. I'll work on that. Oh, sorry Rich, to hear. Yeah. Rich, thanks so much for a few minutes today. Appreciate your time as always. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, that's Rich Semenu, covers the Jets for us at ESPN. And very interesting what he said there, though, about Zach Wilson. All right, so now he's been relegated to backup, and Tim Boyle is getting the start Friday against the Dolphins. And in Rich's words on Zach Wilson, quote, he's done in New York. And yeah. Quote, Wow. I mean, they couldn't put that product on another primetime game. That just means that everybody gets to see it, and you know, you're going to be critiqued. You, you think you think Bezos called the called Woody? He's like, "Yo, you're like, we yo. can't have we can't have." This. No, you know the crazy thing. This is the effect of Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have two Thursday night games. I thought because they had the Friday night game that counts as a Thursday night game. No, they have a Thursday night game against yeah, I think Cleveland. How many yeah. damn primetime games they got? I can't get home on at a decent hour. Yeah, it's it's not great for it's you. Driving me crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Eventually they gotta get flexed out. But the Thursday, yeah, the Thursday game is the there. Everybody gets the Thursday game, but it's yes. Amazon. So you would think, all right, we gave you the Friday Black Friday game. Why do we? Right. Do so Thursday? why are we doing another Thursday? Another it's ridiculous. Well, that's the Gangrene Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall and tell them Bart Scott sent you. Why would why would they do that? What do they to get, get that, if they'd get say that Bart $1,000 off and that Bart Kizash, baby? Oh, uh, yeah. Off your best deal. Call 1-800-Sansone. 
today. All right, coming up, we have audio files. We get some stuff from the Jets, from the Giants, and also around the NFL. But first, Bart, can you tell me a little more about the Hess Trucks? Yeah, we know it's that time of season again, man. Man, It's Hess Truck is back, and it's better than ever. Light up the holidays with the first ever Hess police truck and cruiser. Features include advanced multi-pattern flashing LED lights, four realistic rescue sounds. Get this, a rotating turret. I don't even know what a turret is, man. I'm going to go look that up. With spotlights and a slide-out battering, battering ram. Available only at HessToy.com. And as these always go, free standard shipping and batteries are included. Order today at HessToyTruck.com. The Hess Toy Truck is a holiday gift-giving tradition. You got to get one for your kids and your loved ones. Hess Toy Trucks are back and better than ever. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So they pulled Zach Wilson yesterday, but now what? Earlier this morning on DPH in Rothenberg, Rick and Dave were talking with Rex Ryan and asked him that question. Do you stick with Tim Boyle? Do you go, like, what do you do at the quarterback position now? Who cares? <laughs> like, like really? Like, guys, it's, like they've had horrendous quarter, the worst quarterback play over the last three years. That, that's, a, that's a given, right? But a lot of it, like I say, the, the problem is not just at that position. You know, I'd keep the kid in there because he does give you the best chance to win. That's my opinion. Because it's certainly not Tim Boyle or Simeon or anybody else. If you can't block anybody, you can't get open, you can't, you can't beat press coverage, like, who the hell? going to win and and that's the like they they have way more issues than just the play of the quarterback it, it's not that simple and that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew when it's game time it's Tully time be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly coming up three o'clock it's the Michael K show and it's only here on 98.7 FM we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, it's Football Monday, too, on 98.7 ESPN. It's brought to you by Slowman's. 
Sloman's has low-priced home heating oil for all New York football fans, and it's been cold. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. Well, Bart, we have a lot of great stuff. You usually do on Mondays, of course, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. It's time for us to step aside let the headline makers do the talking in this segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. Yes, audio files on Barton Hahn and 98.7 ESPN is driven by Ramsey Mazda. So let's get right into it because it's all good stuff. You want to stay local first, then go around the league? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. stay local first. Local first. So let's go with the Jets who, again, just earlier today, Rich Semini, we had him on. He and Adam Schefter both reporting that Tim Boyle will now be the starter for the Jets as they play the Dolphins, remember, on Black Friday. So an early week, a short week for the Jets. They make the move finally, moving on from Zach Wilson. Uh, Darrell Lasky on Get Up This Morning, after Greeny was asking about whether or not the Jets should bench Zach Wilson. Yes, Greeny asked a question. Orlasky's answer, though, Bart, is one you need to hear, as the Jets did make this decision. Dan Orlovsky, should the Jets bench Zach Wilson for good? Sure, bench him for Michael Vick. Bench him for Tom Brady. Bench him for <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. It won't matter. This offense is terrible. They can't protect Zach Wilson. We can sit here and blame Zach Wilson all we want. The quarterback change is not going to do anything else. The first chance that Zach Wilson had to do something positive with the football was second quarter, six minutes left. He had a big crosser. Other than that, there was more penalties. There was more drops. They could not protect him. This is an offensive unit. And Greeny, uh, it's bigger for me. I, I, want, I like Robert Sala. I'm a massive fan of him. He's got to be very candid and honest about the situation from this moment or where we are moving forward about who is going to operate this offense next year when Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy because it is a disaster when it comes to what their offense looks like. So you can bench Zach Wilson all you want. It will not change a single thing. Do you agree with that? No, not I, I partially agree with it. I think yeah. that Tim Boyle may go out there and get the ball out so fast that maybe teams stop blitzing and have to play more coverage, which will open up the run game. And, you know, what you see is whenever you're playing against the Jets, you see so many people at the line of scrimmage that it's hard, it's confusing for this line to pick up and communicate because it's been so many different iterations of the offensive line. So I just want to see the ball come out on time, guys getting the ball in rhythm, in stride, you know, in, in, in their sweet spots and see what they can do, right? Well, this the, is about assessing the rest of the team, not just the quarterback position. And the offensive line thing you bring up, and we'll mention it again, Makai Becton with a high ankle sprain, that's what the reports are. So the, the thought was it might have been a lot worse, but still high ankle sprain does mean that the Jets are going to need to go even deeper into their offensive line. They've already used 13 different offensive linemen, and now they'll probably have to go to 14. On the Giants' side of things, they get a win. And after this win... Deontay Banks had a lot to say on Instagram, not necessarily about the win, but more about his. The, the, remember, he's from Maryland. He went mm -hmm. to he went to the University of Maryland, and the fact that the Commanders passed on him in the draft is something he's never going to get over. Take a listen <laughs> to this. The Commanders, they think they slipped, finishing me two times a year into my career. Should have came and got. I'm just trying to figure out the 17 player today. The 17 play today is Terry McLaurin. Against Banks, he had no catches. He only had five catches for, 30, for 43 yards. But you, I mean, you talk about a guy that he won't let it go. So beat him twice this year, and he was he was crowing about it. Do you think that he's – is he doing too much? The Giants took him six picks later. 
Yeah. And then they love him. But that's, the fact that his hometown team passed on him and they took Emmanuel Forbes instead, he, he you could tell it, it bothered him. That's more about Scary Terry, man. Like scary I mean, how? Scary Terry can play against anybody. So just the fact that Banks has done a good job. They had a tremendous scheme. You already mentioned how many times they sacked and harassed the quarterback, right? So it's more about that. Um, be careful what you wish for. I mean, I like the kid that they got from Mississippi. I think he's from Mississippi. Uh, Fulton, you know, I mean, he plays at a high level. He's a little light in the, light in the ass right now. He's got to put some weight on. But they, they can, both things can be true. And, you know, particularly, you know, how, how long are you going to be mad at a new – because it's going to be a new general manager and a new coaching regime <laughs> and new ownership group. How are you going to keep being mad at them when none of the people that you're mad at ain't even there no more? He just, he just took it personal. I mean, again, he's, he's from, the, from Maryland. He went to the University of Maryland. That was yeah. his team growing up. He was there at 16, and they passed on him. And I, you could tell it's it stuck with him. He well, beat him twice this up, year. He's where, feeling good. So that's where he messed up at it in, in the first place. He should have been hoping for the Ravens to pick him. <laughs> that's the same area. Well, I guess you're right. As yeah. I'm in College Park right now, right at the University of Maryland. That's a fair point. But I don't know if Baltimore's in the position to take him. Anyways, uh, let's see. Let's go with. Um, we'll end with the good news. Let, let, let's go with first. Some bad news that we see kind of coming as you're looking around the league at okay these are these are coaching situations that'll probably open up. We always all together now look at where. Yeah, it's been real, Allen. Uh, we look to um, the, Chargers the Chargers first. Yeah, so we start there. So with the with Brandon Staley, he, he lost to the Packers. The, so you're talking about they Jordan fell to four Love. and six. They have Justin Herbert and they're four and six. They're four and, and six. And they have the highest paid defensive, second highest paid defensive. Um, yeah, well, but payroll and yeah, football. They had some injuries, though. So they lose 23-20. And so reporters have been asking Brandon Staley a lot lately about whether or not he thinks as a head coach he should continue to be the, the main play caller when it comes to defense, if he should maybe pass that on to someone else because, you know, it's not really working. You know, what, what did we say? Going into this game, were they not – they scored the same amount of points as they've given up? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I'm, an I think insane one less. stat, right? <laughs> so they end up now losing this game 23-20 to fall of 4-6. and six. And so, of course, the reporters are going to go there again and start asking about whether or not he will let somebody else take over the reins of the defense. And he's had enough of this conversation. Like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. You can stop asking that question. I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Oh, but they're going Wrong. to. I'm going to ask again. Like, do you think you still should be calling them? If, you, if your defense is giving up the most points and you got the most talented team, you got two pass rushers that you traded for, yeah. and one that you traded for, Khalil Mack, you got Derwin James regarded as one of the best safeties of all time. You got uh, Eddie Kendricks, who has been a five-time pro bowler. Like, how are you this bad? You It's so bad that J.C. Jackson said, man, just send me back to New England. <laughs> J.C. Jackson's like, yo, you gave me $85 million, man. Just sit, man, I, I can't do this. Like, he'd rather go and be in a wet, gray-ass New England. He was in Los Angeles, man, making money. Wild. You understand it, me? He, yeah. in New England, he in Los Angeles making money. He said, no, nah, man, send me back to, send me back to prison. It's send, me, send me back to prison, send man. Send me back to prison. But still, I think Brandon Staley knows. The, the, the crosshairs are on him. It's going to take a lot, a lot. But you got Justin Herbert. You got Justin you Herbert, Keenan Allen. You got Quentin Johnson. Yeah. 
Mike no, Williams. And, and those you got, two. Yeah. You got Slater and Lindsey, two of the best, the left tackle and best left tackle in football. You can't win. It's you, a problem. You got a worse record than Denver Broncos in your now, own they division. Lost, remember, they lost Bosa. Like so he, what? But they still got Khalil Mack. Ain't nobody feeling sorry for that. You still got a, a Hall of Famer, two, the only guy to be a, 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 all, a pro bowler in two different positions the same year. Yeah. Well, all right. So Staley's feeling it. Let's uh, let's continue our audio files. Next up, the little engine that could in the Houston Texans just keep rolling along. Now, it wasn't pretty, Kyler. but they still get the win. Right. Kyler Murray comes back with the Cardinals, and it was an interesting game. But the Texans hold on after taking an early lead to get the win against the Cardinals, 21-16. to But in this game, C.J. Stroud, who some people said not only rookie of the year, he could be an MVP. He had, like, that first game where you could see, okay, you know, there's a little bit of rookie showing in him. Three interceptions. One of them in the end zone, too. You got to love, though, the attitude that he shows here when asked about having a game like this. And it's just, you know, he makes this comparison to another all-time great. Man, Steph Curry don't ever stop shooting. I'm going to keep letting it ride. You know, I don't got no shame in my game. I definitely got to be smarter, but I don't, like, I don't know confidence is taken away from me. I'm going to keep letting it fly. Let it fly, baby. Yes, so, so does James Harden and, and, and John Starks. <laughs> well. And, 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 and um, what's my great. boy name? Uh, those, those aren't great references, but okay. And, and J.R. Smith. Yeah. Okay. We ain't we ain't really figured out which one you are yet. Hold up, little <laughs> well, youngster. Wait a minute now. I think we've we've seen a little more Steph Curry out of him than we have the other guys that you've mentioned. Okay. Let's we, be fair. What I'm saying is first year, I mean, Ben Jones was a pro bowl the first year. So was RG3. All right. I I, I love the reference to Steph Curry, meaning I'm going to stay confident. I'm going to keep can't slinging take, it. You can't take the best player of all, all time. Shoot, why not? It's a great attitude. Everybody quotes Kobe. No, like, no, why man, not? He, he should have said Reggie Miller. <laughs> That's another one, though. He never was afraid either. Boom, baby. Yeah. Uh, how about this? So, Jimmy Johnson, who oh, look, man, the relationship that he has had God, with Jerry God. Jones, but Jerry Jones finally buries the hatchet, and he Did does he really? it live on NFL on Fox announcing that Jimmy Johnson will be in the Cowboys Hall of Fame. Take it away, Jerry. But I will say this. It was magical the time we had together. And I want you to know something. On December the 30th of 1923, you're going in the Dallas Cowboy ring. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's 2023. What did I say? 2023. Well, it is 2023. I want to get this real clear. Okay. Three weeks from now. Did he say 1923? <laughs> <laughs> but this, but this is the thing. Like, don't be trying to get right with Jesus before you go to Old Sparky. No, wait, no, wait, no, no, wait. no, 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 no. Don't tell me it's too late. It's Hold always it. the no. right time to Hell do the no. right thing. Hell no, it's not because you're oh, doing it. You're stop. doing it. You're doing it because you're trying to sell something because you're a showman. Like, stop it. How the hell I'm gonna go to the Hall of Fame uh, before I go to the ring? This. Hold up. How can I go to the Hall of Fame before you put me in a ring of honor and you're, I gave you three super two Super Bowls? What do you wrong mean for this? You can still. No, make I'm not it wrong right? for this. No, man. This is like this is like the the movie Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> like, stop it. And if, and if I and if I was and if I was Jimmy Johnson, I wouldn't even show up. No, I send I send my family representatives. No, no, he no, held no, this no. grudge. He fired this man thirty years it's ago. Always the right time to do it's the not, right thing. It's not. Always. It's not. It's hell no. Nope. nope. Welcome him in. Make you, you got a right or wrong. No, nah, no. Nah, forgiveness. Nah. How you right the wrong? How you right the wrong? Hold up, Alan. Was it not time to right the wrong when the man went to the Hall of Fame? Yes, of the course. The dude went to the Hall of Fame. You mean to tell me that your little precious ring of honor But you're not going to do that in the same year because it's yes, too you do. obvious. No, you okay, don't. Okay, so tell me this. Have Rebus, your time, and then we're going to get hold, this hold, right. Hold, hold, hold. Rebus went into the ring of honor 
two years before he went to the Hall of Fame, well, right? That's a, a different so, organization. So, should, should, so if we know you going to the Hall of Fame. Shouldn't I be in the ring of honor before I go to the Hall of Fame? Well, of course you that should. That should be the, the Hall of Fame wrong. is the but harder thing to do. We all know it was wrong. It doesn't mean it does. It doesn't mean that Jerry can't take the opportunity to finally say, you know, I've been wrong. Nah, so no, let's no, do Jerry, this. Let's Jerry, do the right Jerry, thing. Jerry putting him in the Hall of Fame in, in the ring of honor is about Jerry Jones. It has <laughs> nothing to do with Jimmy Johnson. It has nothing to do with Jimmy Johnson. You might One of the most right. important you, people there in that be, run, there might be and he's the last to go in. There might be some truth in that, but it still doesn't matter. If you're Jimmy Johnson, you belong there. No, if you're a Cowboys you, fan, but, you're happy that but, finally that listen, this is over with. But you're Jimmy Johnson. You're in the Hall of Fame. You don't need the, the validation every from him. Athlete, Everybody else every knows. I'd rather, I rather, rather be still be revered, revered and say, you know what? No, my, his home, you, know, you, you know where Jimmy Johnson's home is? The University of Miami. Oh, stop. That's his home. He won Super Bowls with the Cowboys. That's his home. He won national championships and changed and was the, right. the best. Let's get one more in here. Let's okay. get one more in here because I know you're just now you're going into your shtick. Listen, you talk about home. This the Tommy DeVito story is such a great story. It, you have to say, like it was like the fact that all you've seen it a million times, you're getting sick of hearing about it. Don, Don Bosco, everybody's making reference to. It. He's like he's playing Bergen Catholic in a no, no. He's playing in the NFL. And this man's an NFL quarterback, and he proved it. It's a great story, and he gets a three-touchdown win as a starting quarterback of the Giants living in the shadow, literally, of MetLife Stadium. When things are going right and you feel like they're going right, it's a lot of fun. It feels like you're just enjoying it and playing the game of football like you were when you were a kid. Um, it's easy to get away from that when things aren't going you know, good. But um, like I said, great play calls by Calf, great execution by everybody on you know the offense, and the defense and special teams had their own, held their own and, and some had a tremendous day, so that made our job easier. Bart, did you see something in him to at least for the Giants to say to themselves, whether it's Daniel Jones or a draft pick, <laughs> this is somebody that you least keep in the family. You keep him around. Yeah, you keep him in the family. But listen, if he keeps playing like that, people are going to say, maybe he should start and we should give him a chance to be the starter. And then you realize, hey, hey, yo, dummy, yo, dummy. The meatballs are done. Come on up. Mama says they're done. He's still living in the basement. I love the fact that he goes to his podium for his first win. You know, he gets a big win, big performance, and it's just all the hot water's out, as we talked about earlier in the stadium. And so he's going up there, and he couldn't even wash his hair. Do you see my hair? No hot water. No blowout. No Jersey blowout for Tommy DeVito. Put your, put your, put your, feet, put your head in the hot tub. Something. Hot tub. Yeah, you could have done that. You know, we got the hot whirlpools. Rinse it out. They got the hot whirlpool water. You know what I'm saying? That water's still pretty warm. Put your head in it. Yeah, that's a fair point. I didn't even think about that part of it. Improvise. Anything. I mean, the sink water's cold, but at least it's just your head. Getting into a cold shower, though, that's no fun. We all know that. Actually, we do it. It actually brings you back to life. Well, the, you know what people have said about cold showers? It's like have, it's better than a, a caffeine in the morning. Yes, endorphins. Yeah, your we, whole body just wakes up. In our shower, we have like the the plunge thing where you go in there, you pull a string, and it yeah. dumps cold water directly yeah. on your head. Son. I'm not. No, I tried that a couple of times when I read about it, and I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. It only puts me in a bad mood. <laughs> it really does. It makes me angry. But that's that audio mean, that files. Mean, that means it raises. That means it raises your T levels. Because you got that aggression. Oh, I get – I'm got telling that you. that dog get, in me, son. I get – like, I start cursing. Anyways, audio files driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. 800-919-3776 is the number. I guess we get back to calls, right? Yes. All right. Let's, let's talk to the peoples. Do
do we have anything else to do? No, that's it. That's all we have to do for now. But we have your calls coming up. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So let's set up the power. Let's set up the power hour. All right, let's get everybody ready for the power hour because in the power hour, we your reaction to Tim Boyle taking over as the starting quarterback for the Jets as they play the Dolphins on Friday, on Black Friday. And so, you know, will it, does it matter? It, like, Dan Olofsky says, no, it ain't going to matter. But Bart says, no, I look different. So how do you feel about that? The other thing is, is on the Giants side of things, is I think Brian Dable was hearing – what people were trying to say about him, about as we saw the last couple of weeks, what were they saying about Brian Dable? Right, they so got they got to fire everybody, get rid of the coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. Blah blah blah. All that stuff that was going on about coach him. of the year. And then he turned around and he takes Tommy DeVito, and he just all right. Let me let me work with this kid. Let me get some offense around him. Let me figure it out. And then the next thing you know, the kid has a three touchdown game, game of his life. The Giants win. They put up thirty one points, and they beat a, divi- a division opponent. Which, again, a grand scheme, what is it all going to mean? I don't know. But when you look at all the optimism behind the Jets this season, they're only one win shy of what the Jets are at right now. And they're using an undrafted – you never mind a number two overall pick. They're using an undrafted rookie quarterback. And they went from not letting him throw a pass to – He's not – I mean, certainly he's not throwing 40 passes, and but he still. Beat him in, and he almost beat him in the head-to-head without throwing any passes. Which is, which is crazy, right? So and we have those, those two <laughs> parts of the con- – yeah, those two parts of the conversation to have with you at 800-919-3776. The Power Hour Overreaction Monday, your overreactions about DeVito and Dayball and what they came up with on Sunday and what it looks like going forward. And then, of course, the Jets finally making the decision – to make a change at quarterback. Will it matter? So we got all that coming up Power Hour. So stay with us and get the calls ready now. But first, I do want to tell you that this year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. With so many games going on, Thanksgiving is the perfect time to join. So visit FanDuel.com slash Allen and fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 older and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, so much for dreams of the number one overall pick. Giants get their win yesterday, so that certainly hurts that cause. Earlier this morning on DPH in Rothenberg, Rick said this was not a great win for Giant fans. You point to guys you know are going to be part of this team moving forward, and how do they look? And because it's Tommy DeVito, and you don't feel like he's really, and it's a great story now, but it's not going to matter next season because he's not going to be the quarterback. You're going to either draft one or it's going to be Daniel Jones. What are you actually gaining, right? Like, it's it's one thing if it's a bunch of you know, young kids that are going to be here, it's a young quarterback, and you're all building this thing together. You're going to be excited when, you know, you have good games and you win. But that is not what this Giants team is right now. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show.
And it's only here on 98.7 FM, the all-new ESPN New York app. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.